Head. It is 89.1 Ken's FM, and we are live as always. And we have uh, Granny Hulkster with us. How are you, Granny? I'm okay. And we also have our stellar other co-host, Matthias. How are you? Well, literally after surviving, literally surviving at work Thursday and Friday, I'm ready to be live again on 89.1 Ken's FM Radio. Well, uh, we'll we'll talk about what happened here a little bit. Uh, not to give anybody uh, a scare per se, but I guess it's more like a um, a what not to do when you're in your car. Kind of tell us what happened. Okay, so. Last Thursday, I was driving uh, through with my full beer truck, and one of my tires decided to pop. So I sat outside for three hours in the cold, negative 40, trying to get a tire fixed. Well, finally it fixed, and I went on with my day. Well, Friday, I ended up backing up into an electric pole, a power wire, as you would say, and it exploded. And if I wouldn't have pulled forward a few inches after smoking the tie or smoking the pole, I would have died of electrocution. And if I would have hit it on the other side, I would have been incinerated. So I saved my life twice on Friday. Shockingly, I would say. Well, you know, uh, not to make light of, <laughs> light of the situation, it's not funny, I know. But uh, it reminds me of the, uh, you guys ever see the movie Splash? Yes, of course I have. Okay, well, in the movie Splash, uh, their secretary, uh, she got struck by lightning. Really? And uh, John Candy said, uh, so uh, what's wrong with her? Is she okay? And uh, 
Tom Hanks said, well, you know, she got struck by lightning over the weekend, and uh, John Candy says, so what can she, can she do now, jumpstart a car? Yeah, well, what was funny was my boss actually, the first thing, because I was so nervous after striking the pole and everything, the first thing I'm like thinking is like, I'm fired, I'm in trouble, something. And the first thing my boss looks at me and goes, hey, Sparky, how's your charge? And I laughed. I had to laugh about that. Everybody was making fun of it, so I was, I was relieved about that. So uh, you can be like, uh, hopefully they won't add that to your nickname, Sparky Matthias or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we, we got a great show tonight. In fact, we have a uh, four-guest show tonight. We have uh, the, well, technically six when you think about it. We have the Cuban Assassins, uh, the great tag team from back in the 80s. Uh, one's calling from California. One is calling from Canada. And uh, this is actually the first time they've been together uh, in any type of interview in 28 years. Think about that. And we're going to have that happen tonight. Uh, we're going to have uh, Scotty Beach. Uh, he's coming off the beach and into the cold here on uh, One FM. And we have Princess Victoria, and she's got a book out, uh, uh, Turnbuckles, uh, Tears, and other stuff. And she's going to tell us some good stories. Um, and uh, we have her, uh, the author of her book, John Cosper, on with us. And uh, usually I don't... I don't uh, usually pitch what we're doing uh, next week or the week after that or whatever, but uh, two weeks here uh, as scheduled, as scheduled right now, we're going to do a, with the help of the greatest radio engineer that ever was, Ken Bartz from Bartz Engineering, is going to set us up with a Facebook Live here in the studio. I am not going to be on camera myself, uh, but uh, we're going to have... And that's a good thing. Well, we, we, want people to, we want people to listen to the show and watch the show, uh, but we're going to have an in-studio musician, and Matthias will be on the air uh, and on camera, not me. But, uh, you know, because this show is about the fans, not me even though people would disagree with that when I have guests on. Uh, speaking of that, my pitching is has been uh, working out because I might be uh, becoming an extra in a movie this summer, and uh, we'll talk more about that later as it happens. Um, and I wish I would not have said I will work for hot dogs and a place to sleep because that's what my salary is uh contracted for right now but anyway our first guest will be calling in about uh, 10 minutes but let's go to granny what do you what's uh, new with granny your 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 chiefs are in the playoffs and uh you got to be happy about that well i'm happy they're in the playoffs i'm just kind of disappointed that we have to play against pittsburgh sunday and we didn't we weren't able to keep that number one seed position but that's okay I will always support my Kansas City Chiefs no matter what. So, go Chiefs. Well, Granny, I got good news for you. The Vikings beat Pittsburgh. They didn't beat many many teams this year. I'm a Vikings fan, and I can say that. The Vikings did beat Pittsburgh. So, uh, uh, Granny, I think you guys got a chance. I, I agree, 100%. Well, I, 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 I'm, and I'm glad you're okay, Matthias. I really am. So, that sounds yeah, like I appreciate you went through that. a rough couple days. Yeah, I was I was really shocked of all. Literally, I'm gonna say shocked because when I hit it, the pole exploded. And if I wouldn't have pulled forward, they're like, "Yeah, you would have fried yourself." I'm like, "Well, great news to end my Friday, I suppose." 
Friday. Yep, fry, <laughs> fried myself on Friday. <laughs> and uh, uh, Big Swing, uh, his team is in the playoffs, and uh, we know that I'm sure he's gloating about that. And uh, 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 he said he's not going to be with us tonight, but he is going to be monitoring uh, the show at some point. He said that he would uh, be making his presence known. Who knows when well, that I'm will be? Well, I'm actually sitting here, Icon, watching Monday Night Raw, and I'm watching Edge's uh, Big Swing's favorite person, Edge, and Beth Phoenix uh, talk a little smack against Miz and his wife Maurice. So, is that going to be is that going to be a tag team match? Yes. Yes, it wow. is. At at, at uh, Royal Rumble, they are going to be facing Miz and Maurice, Beth Phoenix and Edge are so. So you know, you know what I would love to see, and I, I do believe this is possible. But wouldn't it be something to have Kansas City versus the Cowboys uh, in the in the Super Bowl? You did uh, one hell of a job, and only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! Well, if it comes down, if it comes down to Kansas City and the Cowboys, I really, really, really hope that my Chiefs just. Take them down permanently. So do Big I. Swing. And uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, there also is good news here in Fargo, North Dakota. North Dakota State University won their ninth national championship in 11 years. Uh, actually, I would say 10 years because uh, you really can't count COVID uh, 2020 as a as a year because it was just not the norm. So we'll say nine out of 10. And uh, the last time they did not make it was in 2019. Of course, I went down to Frisco, Texas, because we had non-refundable tickets and hotels and airline fares. So we had to go down there and uh, pulled for Youngstown State. Um, yes, I will admit that I was not going to cheer for JMU. And uh, this actually year actually marks the end of James Madison University and uh, Sam Houston State in the FCS. They're going to jump up to FBS. And uh, but anywho, uh, we are looking at our chart, and it looks like our first guest will be on here in about uh, five seconds. But before we do that, uh, we. Um, I'm going to hear a little message from our sponsor, and we'll be back here in about 60 seconds. Oops. Ouch. In about 60 seconds. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost, and it's as little as $10 a month. 
And we still have that contest going. If you go to our uh, Facebook page, uh, you like that. You go to Off the Roads page, like that. And uh, go to Ken's FM page and do a $10 donation a month. We'll get you qualified to win an autograph from a future guest, past guest, or current guest. And speaking of current guests, I do believe we have them on right now. They are both stepping out of the green room, walking down the aisle, and they are going to step into the ring. And probably the coolest tag team from back in the day. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear some great stories from the Cuban assassins. Hey, this is the Cuban assassin. You're listening to the Attitude Era on Ken's no, live I'm the on Cuban Ken's, assassin. on 89 Ken's FM with your hopes. Uh? The icon. The Big Swing and Grammy Hulkstar. Hey guys, how are you? How you? How how? Happy New Year to you, my friend. Happy New Year. Yes. Uh, so uh, so we know who we got. Uh, tell us your names, and then we'll uh, know who to address for each question. Okay. Uh, well, I'm Cuban Assassin 2, and uh, my partner, Angel, uh, is Cuban Assassin 1. Uh, his name is Angel. My name is Frank. All right. And we have both you guys on with us. And uh, not well, I know it's a little late, so I'm not really starting anything, but how do you guys decide who is number one and who is going to be number two? Well, that's very, very easy. Um, uh, Angel was the original Cuban assassin, and then I tagged him with him, so I became Cuban assassin number two. Okay, and uh, we I have. Believe, I uh, believe he's. Uh, I believe he's on there also. Uh, maybe he can. Uh, he can uh, uh, answer also. I think he is. I we did hear him a little bit. Did he, Are did you there? He speak Spanish? Yeah, I'm here. I don't. Okay, all right. Oh. Well, I'll tell you what. No, I don't. I, I myself, I don't actually. But uh, we'll uh, we'll fight uh, we'll fight through this. I know you have a translator there with you, so we'll uh, we'll get through that, no, and no, we'll I have, have a. Like, I, I don't have nobody with me. I live by myself. Okay. All right. Well, we'll go with this. Okay, so uh, I guess the first question is, uh, how long uh, how long had you guys uh, been in the business before you guys decided to uh, hook up and uh, gravitate towards each other? I was in the business. I was in the business, you know, for thirty-seven years at the Cuban Assassin, but in that in between, you know, I I met you know Frank. And I made tag team with him. And uh, how long did you guys uh, tag team in the business together? About five years. And uh, in that time, I'm sure that uh, you guys, uh, uh, were you guys with many different companies, or were you guys just with the WWE? No, I I, I, I used to wrestle you for a, a, a 
for uh, international wrestling in Japan and uh, for Grand Prix wrestling in, in Canada and for uh, Stuhart in Calgary and I wrestle in Puerto Rico and I wrestle you know, in a lot of the islands, the Caribbean islands. And don't forget the East Coast uh, in uh, Nova huh? Scotia and New Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island. Yeah, that that is Romeo Dupree, you know, in the, in the maritime. And uh, your your uh, your tag team, uh, Frank, as Cuban Assassin Number Two, when you uh, when you decided to uh, join the Cuban Assassins, Frank, what? Uh, did uh, did they see a lot of your matches, or did you uh, did they like your look? Uh, did they like your wrestling style? What was it? Well, um, when when I went down there to to the East Coast, that's where I met uh, Angel and uh, for Emil. Um, we had uh, already seen each other in different places, and when we got down there, the promoter decided to. Uh, team us up together. I went down to the to Shidiat, New Brunswick. I met Angel and um we looked at each other, we talked talked for a little bit and the very first match that we had we had a riot. And um uh we worked so well together that immediately the promoter decided to make us that team and from then on it was history. <coughs> uh the Cuban Assassins are guests here on 89.1 Kens FM. we got about 28 minutes. So, Frank, now that uh, you guys decided uh, you had the promoter decide to uh, uh, team you guys up, was it, uh, was it a mutual thing, or did uh, he ask you guys individually, say, hey, you guys should uh, tag up, or was there any resistance, or was it just like, let's go for it? Well, um he he put us on as a tag team the first night that we were there, and uh, like I said, uh, we worked so well together, and and uh, uh, we had caused such a, a emotion, the most whole uh, response from the from the uh, uh, from the audience that uh, he decided that uh, he wanted us to be a tag team for the rest of the season, and uh, Angel and I decided well we're just going to be. Uh, the Cuban assassins together. And uh, Angel currently lives in uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Of course, that's the home of the Hearts. Uh, I'm sure that uh, you've met the uh, me- a lot of members of the Hart family living up in Calgary. Correct, Angel? Yes, you know I know all the all the family. You know I know it's too hard to the, the father, the promoter, very nice guy. And good payoff too, you know him. He don't cheat, you know, no, 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 nothing, you know. He was the hell of the wrestler too. And uh, uh, he was one of the yeah, well, he was one of the, he ahead. was one of the best promoters that we worked for. And like Angel said, uh, honest and fair. And of course, you know, Angel is one. In my opinion, Angel is one of the greatest wrestlers that I ever that I ever know. And. Uh, um, uh, such an icon in the business, uh, and of course, too hard to uh, recognize uh, our professionalism and and how great uh, tag team we were, and uh, we uh, 
we wrestled there, and uh, uh, the entire family was part of the promotion, and they all became like a big family there. As a matter of fact, just recently we had a big reunion in Calgary with uh, the the Hart Foundation, the Hart family, and um, we were there with Otto and uh, Canham uh, uh, Promotions, and um, we had a wonderful time of getting together again with, with the boys and, and telling stories and so on. So um, quite a family. Uh, like, like Angel says, one of the best promoters that we have uh, worked for, we have been there for quite a while. Of course, we work uh, in Grand, for Grand Prix Wrestling and, and a lot of places in the United States uh, for uh, promoters in the United States. Um, so... Uh, 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 the the Hart Foundation, the Hart family is a very, very famous family, and what an honor and privilege to be attached to them. Um, I just want to give a shout-out to, to, to my partner, Angel. I'm so glad he's with us. Uh, we just, uh, like I said, was uh, uh, after almost 25 years, we were able to get together just recently with the Hart family and uh, Canham uh, Promotions with Otto. And um, uh, even to be on now with him is such an honor, such a privilege. Uh, one of the best, one of the greatest. You're looking at one of the best and one of the greatest. Angel Acevedo, the original Cuban assassin. And there's a few other things I'm going to ask Angel about uh, his look here in a little bit and uh, see what's, uh, well, what's rumor just, and what's innuendo. He, that, that's very, very easy. He's just as ugly as they come. <laughs> well, that's not exactly where I was going with that. I could, answer, <laughs> I, could I, I, okay. I could answer that question. You don't have to ask him anything about his looks. Ask me. I'll tell you. Ugly. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, apparently, you guys are not in the same room. That's why you guys are calling from different area codes. But we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, what we're going to do here is we're going to do a little ground table here. Uh, we'll start with uh, Granny. She's on my left, and we have uh, Matthias on my right. So, uh, Granny, what do you have for our guests, the legendary Cuban assassins? Hey, well, Granny. gentlemen, it's, it's an honor to have you both on our show with us tonight. Now, I am not, you know, this gimmick name that I have acquired over the years, I am just a wrestling fan. I am not a wrestler, okay? Even though... I very much interact. That's what I love about the independent wrestling shows because I can talk smack to the bad guys. They tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip, and I just I holler right back at them. But it's an honor to have you both on our show tonight because I am such a huge wrestling fan. I love the sport of professional wrestling that we have, and I just I have so much fun. My husband and my son and I were all big wrestling fans, so. I guess one of my questions to you all is, what was one of your most challenging matches you had in your career, and who was it against, and what kind of match was it? Go for it, Angel. To me or Frank? Either one. Either one. You can answer both. You can both answer the question however you want to do it. It's entirely up to you all. One of my toughest matches I have in my life was in um, in um, in Canada, in Montreal, with uh, uh, Dino Bravo and Gino Brito. Oh wow! They don't back off for nothing. 
that was uh, that and was. I uh, went to them and I win, and the promoter, you know, give me a contract. Then after a while, you know, I keep going in the business, and then I went to Calgary, and I <clears> wrestled <throat> for Stu Hall, Stampede Wrestling, and then Stu treat me like a, like a, one of his songs. Wow. Uh, the Cuban Assassins are guest here, and uh, we're on 89.1 Ken's FM here with uh, 22 minutes. Now, uh, guys, I want to introduce you to a... Um, well, he, he's not. Well, I guess you could say he's an up and comer, but he's uh, he's starting to become a uh, ring veteran. He's a he's a one of our independent wrestlers here, and he's also our co-host. His name is Matthias, and uh, I'm sure that he's got some uh, uh, qu- good questions for you. Maybe you guys can give him some advice on uh, what he can do in his career to uh, become as great as you guys did. Well, go ahead, Eric. Well, I just want to say, uh, first off, it's an honor to be talking to a, another legendary tag team in the business. Um, I, myself, have not really been much of a tag team wrestler. I've had a few tag team matches in my life. But my one question to both of you right now is, um, when you guys had your careers, was it easier for you personally to be a singles competitor or with your partner as the Cuban Assassins, and if you could go back, would you be a tag team again, or would you try to go on your own separate path? Well, I don't, I don't be a tag team no more because I'm, I'm 81 years old now. I cannot yeah. wrestle right now. Like I almost can walk, but mm-hmm. I got a lot of injuries. You know, when I was in wrestling, my yeah. shoulders, my back. Yeah, I, I could see where that is, where you're coming with the multiple injuries. I've uh, I've injured myself quite a bit in the ring myself. Um, but would you say, like, if you were to come, like, was it easier for you as a wrestler, like as a veteran, to compete in singles action, or was it easier for you to be in a tag team match? What what came to you easier? Well, when I was single, in single matches, you know, I was, I was really good. I went to Japan, and the promoter right away contracted me to there in Japan, the New, mm-hmm. New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, yep. uh, and then I made that thing with, uh, with, with Frank. And um, I said, well, it's more easy for me, you know, because this that thing, you know, for me. He uh, looked at me after me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Each, um, let me just add something to that. Um, whether you're wrestling single or you're wrestling tag team, you always have to give uh, 180%, you know, and uh, you always have to be your best. So um, yeah. each one is, is, a, is a character of its own. Each one is a, is a, a life of its own. However, yeah. it's, always, uh, it's always easy to work tag team if, if you become like one person in the ring, and Angel and I, we were so we worked so well together, and we knew each other so well. We literally lived together uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the same room, you know. And so we became one person. So when we got in the ring, it was easier uh, with us being a tag team because 
we we work so well together. I could read him, and he could read me. If that is not there, then you know it, it's no, no matter what your tag team and your matches are going to be difficult. But if you could partner well and you know your partner well, and you have respect for your partner, that makes all the difference. When you get in the ring, you know you work as a team. Um, if you could do that, then then all the more better. But when you have to wrestle by yourself, you still got to be number one. My preference always was uh, with uh, working with Angel because, like I said, uh, uh, you're listening to one of the greats there, as far as I'm concerned. You know, he taught me so much in the business, and he's taught so many people and mentored so many people. And he he knows the business backward and forward. So, you know, uh, to me it was a privilege to tag team with him. But like I say, we worked hard to become one person there. And uh, individually, uh, um, he can handle himself. And individually, I have to handle myself. I hope that answers your question, Matt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, But then I have one more, I guess I should say, do either of you guys have any other advice for me? Um, I've been in the business for upwards of a decade, so about 10 years, but I've been wrestling for about half that time. Otherwise, I was a ref, a cameraman, et cetera, et cetera. So as an up-and-coming superstar talking to a couple of legends, uh, what is some quick advice you would uh, give me to grow my career? Go Angel. You you go in the ring with your opponent, and he tried to hurt you. Got away, you know. You answer him back quick, you know. He punched you real hard, you know. In the face, you punch him back, and let let him respect <laughs> you. Yep. That's I've, awesome. I've, I've, uh, yeah, I agree, I I agree with that with that. Uh, you know, get the attitude where you you don't like to be to be second to nobody. If you have the attitude yes, that sir. you're not going to be second to nobody, you will always be number one. Yes, sir. Much appreciated. Uh, the Cuban Sessions is our guest here. We got about uh, 15 minutes here left on 89.1 Ken's FM. Now, uh, Angel, there's one thing I don't know if you're aware, but you and I have one interesting thing in common. And uh, you and I, you you and I both are have a birthday on January twenty seventh. Yeah. So obviously yeah. January twenty seventh was a great day. But the only thing that, that I'm, I'm I'm too old now, you know. You you maybe you a young man now, no? <laughs> well, uh, uh, um, I, 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 a young man with an ego as as, as large as an elephant. Do yeah. I have an ego? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I I I, I admit I do uh, have an ego, but uh, actually, one of my friends told me that uh, someone uh, they say they mistake my passion for ego. But uh, if if legends say that I have an ego, I guess I guess I ha- I have to go with that. I guess. But now. I'm going to kind of dive in a little bit uh, about, uh, you know, we get most of our uh, information, even though it may be uh, lopsided sometimes, but from Wikipedia. But 
Uh, I was going to ask Angel uh, how true this is. Uh, when you were uh, with Eddie Graham's championship wrestling in Florida, uh, they said that the reason why you became uh, the Cuban assassin is because of your uh, uh, se- semi-resemblance to Fidel Castro. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, because I got, you know, my little, before my long hair, my whisker, you know, like Fidel. And then they, they, I started in West Virginia, you know. The promoter see me, you know. And then he said, hey, we're going to call you, you know, you're from Cuba, we're going to call you the Cuban assassin. You look like Fidel. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but... uh, uh, is that me? Uh, a lot of people don't know this, Angel, but uh, you actually got to uh, wrestle Bret the Hitman Hart in his debut match when you were up in uh, Stampede Wrestling. Yeah, and you know why? You know why? Too, his father told me. He said, "Don't back up for him. You know, give it to him. Whatever you can, you know, to, uh, to teach him. You know, and this is this is a serious business here." And uh, did you know when you work? You know, you mentioned that uh, Stu was uh, probably the greatest promotion uh, promoter that you ever worked for. And I'll understand if you don't want to answer yeah. this, but has there been any promoters that uh, that didn't exactly treat you well? And of course, remember PG, PG language, please. But is there any promoter that you worked for that uh, you didn't really uh, get respect from, or didn't really like working for it when you were with them? Emil Dupree, you know, the Maritimes was uh, one of the best promoters, you know. He used to pay me really good, Emil Dupree. He's about 95 years old now. I'm close to him, you know. I'm 81 almost. And uh, is there any promoters, Angel? Angel, uh, is there any promoters that uh, you remember that we worked for that didn't treat us good? I can't remember any promoters that any promoter did, didn't treat us good. Everybody uh, uh, treated us well, of course, because um, they they knew that we were one of the best tag teams, so they always treated us good. Yeah. But I don't I don't remember anyone that did. Do you? Well, you know, in in Tennessee, you know, Nicola. Everybody Nicola, used to yeah. talk bad about him, you know. I went there and mm-hmm. I, he took care of, he took care of me, you know. He, yes. He used to be good. Yeah, he was one of and, the promoters that most people didn't have much much to say about him. But uh, like Angel said, when we went there, um, he treated us really, really well. Uh, the Cuban the Cuban assassins are a guest here, and we got about uh, eleven minutes. Now, uh, when uh, we look through your uh, incredible career, uh, Angel, and uh, uh, you know you wrestled some of the greats. Uh, you wrestled uh, Brian Pillman. Uh, you wrestled the British Bulldogs, Davy Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid, uh, Hurricane Castillo yeah. Jr., uh, Miguel Perez, and you also. I know that uh, people think it's bad to talk about him, uh, you know, or bring it up at all, but you also did uh, wrestle Chris Benoit back when he was just starting out. Uh, You know, we had no idea at the time that uh, his life was going to end so tragically, but um, 
What was it? Yeah. Uh, does anything stick out in your mind about wrestling those guys like uh, the Dynamite Kid, Davy Bolt, and uh, Davy Boy Smith? That Dynamite Kid came from England, you know, to Calgary. And I stood to me, say, I'm going to put him with you, you know, teaching a lesson. I said, okay. And then we feel the match, you know, then uh, outside, he come and he, and he took him with me, say, then my kid took him with me, say, hey, you treat me good. I said, oh, thank you. And uh, also, uh, Angel, you're also a... Uh Canadian, you were also in, inducted into the Canadian Wrestling Hall of Fame uh, in 2012, uh, which is a great accomplishment. Now, when you when you found out you're going to the Hall of Fame, did they uh, uh, how how did you, how did they tell you? Did they just call you up or send you a letter, or uh, did they have to talk to your manager? How did uh, how how did your uh, getting into Hall of Fame? How did they how did you find out about that? Well, what, they don't let you know nothing, you know. They they go to the places that you wrestle and they uh, calculate, you know, the matches that you have there, how many you win, and, and in what match you win. You win many events, many events, many events, many events, and then they calculate that, you know. Enjoy, you know, you know, the whole thing. And uh, when you uh, when you were granted uh, the opportunity uh, uh, to work with Heart Legacy Wrestling uh, in uh, Calgary, Alberta, I mean that's a pretty big promotion up there nowadays, isn't it? Uh, Heart Legacy Wrestling. That was one of the biggest promotions, you know, in Canada, in Calgary, you know, it's, it's too hard for the promoter. And, uh, it's too, he, too hard is legendary. Yeah, I, I, he, he used to tell me, he said, you going to wrestle today who? I said, I think I your son, you know. Uh, Bruce Hart said, give it to him. Give it to him, you know. I'm, I'm, I don't like, you know, him in wrestling. That's awesome. Too hard. Uh, we have the community. Too hard. It's too, too hard. As, as you know, he had the legendary... Uh, uh, Dungeon down down the bottom there, and there's a lot of stories about the dungeon. But uh, in the ring, all of his boys, uh, uh, you know, at one, at one time or the other, was in the ring, and uh, we had to go against them, whether in tag team or single matches. And uh, Stu was always that way. Stu never favored anybody. He always wanted you to put pressure on. One of you always wanted you to do the very the very best. And uh, when you got in the ring, and, and thank God that uh, he was always very pleased with Angel and I, uh, or Angel by himself, or I by myself. So uh, it was an honor and a privilege of working with him. Legendary. And uh, I'm kind of uh, this is kind of a little off topic, but I got I got to ask Angel. You know, being out in uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, what is the temperature there right now? Over here's about minus forty. It's minus forty. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that uh, Fahrenheit or Celsius? It's Fahrenheit, you know. 
Over here they over here gonna be called gonna be called now for 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 two three for three or four more more months. Well, uh, you know, we're uh we're kind of in a cold snap here ourselves. As a matter of fact, uh where our radio st- uh studio is, um how many inches would you say you got out there? In your oh. in your driveway? Oh, at least a couple feet. At least a couple feet of snow out in your driveway. And uh well, let's see. <clears throat> a couple of feet, huh? Well, um Let's see, converting that over to, uh, what is it, millimeters or centimeters? If it's going to be centimeters, you multiply by, what, 6.225 <laughs> divided by the cosine of the tangent of, uh, let's see, what is that, about, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, that's our esteemed engineer and uh, owner, Ken Bartz, uh, who, uh, who's wanting to get into the wrestling ring, and uh, he'll be appearing at uh, Hornbacher's in the fresh fruit section, if I'm not mistaken. Thank you. I'm kidding. Mm. I'm, kid- yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I love the fresh fruit. Oh, it's so delicious. <laughs> oh, we have such a good time here. Especially those pomegranates. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I gotta have you watch. I gotta have you watch the movie Autofocus to understand that quote. Oh, yeah, angel, okay. angel, I got angel, all that you borrowed. Angel, I got it. my son. You know, he, he's from West Virginia. He's a wrestler too. Yeah, angel is now, at forty uh, degrees. Uh, angel is at forty degrees below. I'm in the Dominican Republic, and so lots of snow out here also. And if you believe that, I got some cigars to sell you that uh, Castro was chewing on. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> wow, this is awesome. Uh, we have the Cuban assassins uh, with us here. We got a few more minutes here. Now, uh, I uh, do uh, appreciate you guys taking time out of your schedules to join us, and it's actually great to have you guys uh, both on with us. And... Uh, Oh, okay, so uh, for calculation, uh, two foot of snow here would be 60.96 centimeters in in Canada. 60 centimeters, yeah. So that's taller than you and I, actually. Uh, But anyway, I'll tell you what, guys, we do want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us. We appreciate it, and uh, you guys are awesome, and we want to thank you for all that you and be safe, and uh, I plan on calling you, um, Angel, on your birthday because it's my birthday, so we can uh, wish each other a happy birthday because I don't know how many uh, uh, people will wish me one, so I'll wish you one, you can wish me one, and we'll be together. Happy birthday, Angel. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Well, uh, I also want, before we go there, uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Angel's daughter, uh, Angel. Angie, she's the one who kind of uh, did everything to make sure that Angel could get on air uh, because Angel is as tech uh, tech savvy as a dinosaur is with a computer. You understand what I'm saying? So thank goodness for his daughter. She was able to connect him and and, and patch him in uh, to this conversation. Last time it was just me. And so what an honor to have him uh, with us uh, uh, this broadcast and um, uh, I'm in I'm in I'm in the Dominican Republic down here, so I'm opposite to everything that is happening up there with you guys. So um, just to let you know, I'm not jealous. 
All right. Well, we do appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining us. All right. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Grandma. Happy Happy New Year. Year Did you notice he just called you Grandma? Uh, I know. Our next guest... Our next guest waiting in the wings. Uh, we'll be back in uh, 30 seconds, uh, and uh, we'll get our next guest in. We'll be back in about 30 seconds. The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stave, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. And uh, we are back here on 89.1 Kansas FM. And uh, for those of you guys who don't know, the voice of that commercial was a good friend of mine, uh, uh, Scott Helmrest. He's a great guy, uh, and uh, he doesn't have as big as ego as the icon, but... Uh, uh, he's a good guy, and he's got a great radio voice, and he's always looking for work, from what I understand. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to move right on to our next interview, and he is stepping out of the green room, walking down the aisle, about to step in the ring, and uh, he'll tell us how life is, especially when it's on a sunny beach. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Scotty Beach. Hey, this is Scotty Beach. You're listening to the Attitude Era live on 89.1 Kins FM with your host, the icon, the big swing and granny holster. Hey, Scotty, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Uh, we, have Scotty Beach here on Good. we have Scotty Beach here. We're on 89.1 Kins FM. Here's what we're going to do here, Scotty. Uh, do you prefer to be called Scotty, Mr. Beach, uh, the best independent wrestler there is? How do you prefer to be addressed? I reject that. <laughs> you can't reject that. That's pretty good. Um, I'll go with Scotty. That will work. All right. Um, so we have uh, Scotty here as our guest here, and uh, we're on 89.1 Kansas FM. So here's what we're going to do here. If you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, then I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, then we'll come back to me and ask you the tougher questions. All right, sounds good. Uh, in my 22nd year of the business, uh, I was trained by Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, in 2000 for his Turnbuckle Championship Wrestling. And now I've been wrestling independence, done some stuff, you know, for TV. Uh, currently I'm on Impact Plus with Larry Auto Pro Wrestling, which is owned by the Big LG, Doc Gallows, Two Sweetski Brother. Um, and I'm the current hardcore champion of that company, and then I'm also on Championship Wrestling from Atlanta, part of the United Wrestling Network. And uh, you, uh, you've been in uh, the business for uh, quite some time now. The fact that you're on Impact, that's got to be an honor in itself, being there. Uh, how long would you say that uh, it took you to get to Impact? Well, I'm with the Impact Plus app because they show the Larry Otto shows on there. So I've done some things for Impact, Talking Shop Mania, um, Good Brothers specials on Access and things like that. But I haven't currently wrestled for the product. But uh, doing the Larry Otto shows, those are on the Impact app, so you can't watch those matches on there. And uh, he's also the only guy I know that can actually uh, turn a – one of those uh, swimming pool uh, 
thing. As, <laughs> the pool noodle, uh, yes, the pool noodle. Yeah, the pool noodle as a registered weapon. He's the only guy. <laughs> he's the, the only guy I know that can do that. Instead of having a, sh- a regular strap match where the fans have the straps or the weapons or whatnot, I'm the only one to ever have a noodle match. And that was crazy. The, the noodles were whacking everywhere, and people were going nuts with them, and people were getting hit. And let's say it was a great night. So uh, is Vince Russo doing your booking? No, unfortunately, I'm doing most of my bookings. But Vince, if he's available, hey, brother, I'm out here. All right, and we'll we'll talk we'll talk about getting you to uh, out here in uh, Fargo. As a matter of fact, uh, if, if we can get you out here for one of our wrestling promotions, uh, I got a great hotel that you can stay at. It's Woodspring Streets of Fargo. And uh, anyway, we have Scotty Beach here as our guest here. We got about twenty six minutes, so I'm going to ask you a few questions. Like I said, and we'll do a, a round table, and then we'll uh, come back to me. Now, the first question I always uh, like to ask our wrestlers is, "Style uh, with the the." Without the use of a pool noodle, are you more of a, a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart? Are you a high flyer like a Rey Mysterio? Or are you a brawler like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? I'm kind of a mixture of everything I, I, I actually liked as a kid. That made me intrigued with wrestling and everything. Plus, I've got, I've, I was an amateur wrestler since I was in the fifth grade. Um, so I do have some technical style that I use a lot. Um, of course, being trained by Dusty, I've learned some good brawling techniques along with the flip-flop and fly. So my bionic elbow has put many people down, if you will. And then um, basically the high-flying stuff, yes, I do attempt it, but I, I'd rather keep my ground game going instead of doing the high-flying stuff. I do hit a moonsault and some other high acrobatics off the top, but more my style, yeah. I would be a technique person, just, you know, ground to pound, beat you down. And uh that's kinda that's kinda interesting, you know. As and with his look, for those of you guys that don't know uh ever seen him, uh and please uh don't uh, dislike me for this comparison, but uh I'd say he looks a little bit across uh, between uh a great surfer guy and Philip Seymour Huffman, if you've never seen him. Uh <laughs> Give me some of that hunger games, buddy, and I'll be talking with you. Well, there you go. And uh, we can uh, definitely work on that. Now, uh, we have a uh, we have a little uh, break that we need to take here in, uh, in about 30 seconds, and then we'll uh, ask you. Uh, I'm going to ask you another question, and you can kind of uh, uh, think about this while we do this. Uh, now, are you more of a baby face, a heel, an in-betweeny, or are you more of a crowd guy? So uh, just think about that for a second, and uh, where did that go? Um, the arrow I was supposed to click on. Uh... Okay. It will come up in 10 seconds. Oh, okay. All right. So Eight, we. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Australian music has found a home in Minnesota and North Dakota. Tune in every Sunday between 4 and 6 p.m. for the download with Jess. That's me. I'm your resident Aussie DJ, bringing you the best new, old and amazing independent Australian music. I look forward to your company, 4 to 6 p.m. Sunday, right here on 89.1 KNNZ, Ken's FM, Hawley, Fargo, Moorhead. 
Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. So we'll go ahead and uh, ans- uh, ask that question, and then uh, the legal ID will fire here in a little while. So uh, with that question, <laughs> how would you describe yourself? Oh, boy. The Beach Boy, Scotty Beach. Oh, that's a tough one. Um Kind of a mixture of everything, a surfer, a good guy, a bad guy. He does what he wants. He does uh, anything he can to win. And if you, if you get in his way, he's going to kick some sand in your face and steal your girl if possible. But, I mean, I, it's not to say that I've never choked somebody with my noodle or beaten anybody with it, but it has happened at times. When I get excited in the ring, I, I listen for the ref count. I've got till five, so I can have some fun. Um, I am a crowd guy, of course, because Dusty trained me how, how how to make those crowds love you, and thankfully, for some weird reason, they do. And uh, I like to call them my beach bums. So any of my beach bums listening out there, what's up, baby? Um, but, yeah, I'm just a mixture of everything. I've kind of just morphed everything into my own different way. I don't follow the normal routines. I just, I just want to be a Scotty is the best way to kind of describe it. Well, Scotty Beach is our guest here. We've got about 23 minutes, so this is going to get interesting. Granny, he said he can be a little <laughs> bit of a heel, uh, so what do you got for our guest, Scotty Beach? Go ahead. Well, you know, Scotty, I, Granny Holster is not a wrestler, even though I've been threatened by a few wrestlers get thrown in the ring sometimes because I love interacting with the wrestlers, especially when they're the bad guys because I don't like – I can talk some pretty good smack. They tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip. And I just tell him, love, you think you're man enough, bring it on, big boy, and, you know, we'll talk, you know. So I had a wrestler tell me one time, he asked me, didn't I have a curfew at the nursing home? And I grabbed my keys out of my purse, and I hit him in the nose accidentally, and he, he was a good good friend of mine. I've known him, I've known this wrestler for probably 20-plus years, and I accidentally hit him in the nose. I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building, you know. So there we go. <laughs> I mean, I've had Tommy Dreamer take my cane out of my hand before I had my first knee surgery and use it on Matt Riviera at a traditional championship wrestling show in Fort Smith, Arkansas back in 2013. And you don't ever stop Tommy Dreamer from taking nothing out of your hand. But yep, I know that. that. But that being said, um, if you could have any kind of dream match with anybody – what kind of match would you want, and who would you want your opponent to be? Ooh, that's a good one. First off, let me say, you remind me just as my grandmother would be at shows when she would come and watch me wrestle. She'd try to bring in an umbrella, and it wasn't raining outside. And I'd tell her, please don't do that. And then she'd have an extra large purse, and I'd be like, what's inside that purse? And she's like, don't worry, I've got some snacks for later. And She'd stuff some things in there, a couple of pairs of shoes, you know, things that would be heavy but not too bad. And she would swing them at the wrestlers at the shows. And God bless Ethel Mae Ross, but she she was a little firehouse at the shows, so I had to keep her tamed up a couple times. <laughs> well, I, I, like, I, like, I like hollering at them. I, I, I have fun when I go to these wrestling shows. I've got my own personal life. What you gonna do when Granny Holster goes crazy on you shirt that I wear to the shows? So you know. Oh, even better! I love it. I love it. If I come out there and wrestle, you're gonna have to bring me out to the ring and be my beach babe for the night. Well, baby, you come to Arkansas and we can make that happen. <laughs> you could oh, well, I haven't got my invite yet, Granny. Well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Uh, 
Scotty Beach is our guest here. We have about uh, 20 minutes here left with Scotty. Now, uh, now, Scotty, we have a uh, our, our other co-host here is a uh, is a great wrestler. Uh, he's been in the business for 10 years, and he's got many titles to his credit. And uh, he's also got a few stolen uh, spinners uh, from him uh, that we're working on trying to get back. But that's another story. We'll talk about that later. But uh, what do you have for our guest there, Matthias? We have minutes. Well, first off, I'm going to say I am the number one heel wrestler in North Dakota today. So, Mr. Scotty Not-So-Hottie, I've, I've got a question and a challenge for you. So, first off, you say you are the current hardcore champion in one of your companies that you're wrestling for. I just so happen to be the current EWI Diamond Champion, which is a 24-7 hardcore championship title. So I had a thought when you were bragging yourself up about being champion, I thought, why not we bring you down to North Dakota here and you and I go one-on-one, title for title, heel for heel. I thought that'd be a great match that we could put on. But that was my challenge because I am truly from your woman's greatest dreams and your worst nightmare. So it'll be gimmick for gimmick. Wrestler for wrestle, heel for heel, title for title. But my question is to you, will you accept my challenge? And what is the absolute worst weapon you've ever been struck with in a match? <laughs> of course the Beach Boy would accept your challenge. If you want to come after my Lariato hardcore title, oh, boy, you're going to have to work hard for it because I've beaten some of the best with it. I've been in the ring with it. Oh, let's see. Just the hardcore cup alone by itself. It was Doc Gallows, Brian Myers, uh, Scotty Bullwinkle was in there, Jake Davis, the Machine Gun, and uh, Dr. Luther from AEW decided to show up. You know, I might have been slammed into some thumbtacks, you know, but I survived. So I would say maybe those thumbtacks would be the hardest thing I've been through. Maybe some light bulbs here and there, some tables, but, you know, I mean, whatever. I, I, it never really hurts, so I can't really technically say which one would hurt the most. But whatever I would do to you, I would definitely accept that challenge and try to see how tough you can be. Well, let's just say I've had a few cheese graters grinded against my forehead. I've been through thumbtacks. I've had each and every single weapon you can think of, except a pool noodle. So, you know, I think that would be quite a challenge. Let's let's see if I can break your little noodle. Let's go. It's on. Well, you know, uh, I'm, I'm watching this match right here uh, with him using the noodle. And <laughs> uh, you know how Babe Ruth would swing a baseball bat? Uh, he can he can hit a home run with a uh, with a pool noodle and uh, it's pretty devastating. And well, like I said, we'll talk about that in a little bit. We have Scotty Meach as our guest here. We got about uh, 17 minutes here, and uh, we need to uh, take a quick little time out to do a little uh, legal business. And uh, we'll be back in just a few seconds. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ FM, Holly Fargo Moorhead. Independent Public Radio, Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. And uh, speaking of that, uh, we do have a challenge going on, and I'm going to talk to Scotty about this here and right now. Uh, if you go to our Off the Rose page on Facebook, you like that. Uh, you go to Ken's 89.1 FM page on Facebook, like that. 
do a $10 a month donation to Power the Tower. Uh, you are going to get qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, a future guest, or a current guest. And uh, hopefully, Scotty will be able to send us a few uh, for giveaways, if that would be all right. Oh, of course. All right. And uh, now we're going to ask you the tougher question. You know, you, you mentioned that you've been with Impact Plus. You know, uh, unfortunately, you know, Ring of Honor, they closed their doors. We don't have them anymore. Uh, so that basically well, is AEW. announced this weekend that they're coming back April 1st with a show. So we'll see if it happens with Ring of Honor. I wish them the best. But, yeah, right now they're supposedly coming back on April 1st with a big show. So we'll see. Uh, you know, we have, a, we have AEW and the WWE. And, of course, WWE is doing a lot of uh, cutbacks. So I'm thinking that the independent circuit might pick up with a lot of talent because, you know, you guys know this, both you and Matthias know this, that if you're trained to be a wrestler, if you don't have anything to fall back on, wrestling is the only thing you know. So where are you going to go? I mean, AEW is not going to be able to pick everybody else up. And, uh, yeah. you know, independents are really the only place. Now, here's my question, two-part question. Let's say that AEW or the WWE were to see you uh, in Impact Plus, and uh, they wanted you to come do a tryout, and they offer you a million-dollar contract. Two-part question. One, is that something you'd want to do? And if you do get that big-time contract, would you not big-time us and still talk to us? Oh, of course I'd always talk to you guys. Y'all are the best. Um, let's see. I would say... Uh, I mean, I've been in the business 22 years. I've been having a good time. I've been doing what I can. Uh, WWE's got a certain mold it's going for right now, and if you can see with the cuts and see in the direction that they're actually heading right now, I'm technically not their cup of tea, which is I'm cool with that. You know, I've done extra work. I've done stuff for them before. They're a great company to be with, and I would love to be with them, but, you know, I'm not going to, you know, try to – blow up something that would never be. AEW would be very interesting to try. Um, knowing my background with the Rhodes family and everything, it would be something to see which would be on their part because we do have some differences, I believe, here and there in our lifestyles, and that's whatever. But um, I would say right now with Impact being the way it is, that would be a great opportunity. Um, also, I'm involved like with the United Championship or United Wrestling Network for Championship Wrestling from Atlanta, which is on Peachtree TV on Saturday nights at 10 o'clock. And uh, that channel, we, we've been getting a lot of ratings for them. They're very excited with our product. Um, hopefully, we'll get some more uh, TV time available with them to actually give out more opportunity to showcase more people. But we've been using a lot of people that have been featured on AEW. Um, we've been using a lot of Georgia independent talent, uh, Ohio Valley talent, Memphis Championship Wrestling. Um, the United Wrestling Network's basically branching out. And um, I wouldn't say a territory system, but they're giving opportunities in different markets for local TV, for local independent stars to showcase their brand and bring something to the table to be shown something because wrestling's hot again. Everybody likes it. So let's give them some stuff that's local on TV again. And that's, that's the direction I'm kind of aiming towards because I'm really enjoying my time being with Dave Marquez. He's, he's a mastermind. He's been in the business for many, many years and he knows his stuff. He's been part of the NWA. He helped set up the NWA down here in Atlanta 
and seeing how much the NWA is growing is really cool again. And with us being on TV and having that good TV time on local Atlanta television, which is originally Channel 17, which was PBS, we're on Saturday nights on the original TBS station in Atlanta, which uh, the first few shows we taped were at center stage is where WCW used to tape Saturday nights. And when I was a kid in elementary and middle school and stuff, I would go and watch tapings there. So it was real cool to wrestle in that building, be on the same channel and just kind of come full circle in my career on that aspect. But I'm thinking more of, you know, that kind of route going instead of just thinking big time with, you know, AEW or WWE. I'm thinking the United Wrestling Network is probably the way to go right now. Uh, Scotty Beach is our guest here. We've got about uh, 10 minutes here left. Now, uh, my next question for you is, uh, you know, being trained by uh, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, I'm sure he used to say to you, Here's what I'm gonna do, baby. We're gonna go out to that ring, and I'm gonna teach you how to. I'm gonna teach you how to hit, and I'm gonna teach you how to give an elbow, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you this. And but baby, we gotta get this thing done. I mean, uh, I I'm fighting a little bit of a cold, so I I usually do a better uh, Dusty Rose impression. But be, being trained by Dusty Rose, you you gotta know uh, Gold Dust and Stardust, right? I mean, and they're in AEW, so that's gotta be a, that should be a shoe for you, right? Well, like I said before, you know, we have our little, you know, issues, supposedly. I don't know much about it, but um, I know his father trained me. I've known Cody since he was in third grade when he was wrestling for my uh, high school's junior club. And that's how we kind of became friends. And I met Dusty through him. And Dusty, I guess, as he always said, saw that sparkle in my eye. And there was one day he would let me know that I was ready. And uh, when he left WCW, I was contacted by Cody, and he said that he was no longer with the company and he was looking for a place to start training people how to wrestle. And I was his first boy. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, give him a call. So I called him, and he was like, yeah, come on in. Had me do an interview, which was quite interesting. I think it was more for his pleasure just to talk to me and mess with my head. But, uh, yeah, I was his first student. And he trained me. I was with him in the ring for probably two months straight by myself before we got any other students. And he taught me so much and uh, so much other things than what other people would be trained. Like I learned how to do TV, do production, and that's what made me valuable for Atlanta and helping out with our TV down here. Um, just the psychology and understanding things and the move sets and stuff like that. You couldn't ask for anybody better. I mean, a multiple time NWA world champion, countless other titles sold out how many crowds. I mean, he was the best. Uh, And again, yeah, Cody and I are good friends. I would hope. And Dustin and I had great times with wrestling in the same company too with turnbuckle and, I'm very proud of what they've done, and I would love to be a part of it, but we'll see. We have uh, Scotty Beach as our guest here, and uh, we got we got got just a few more minutes here, uh, so we can do this here. Uh, if our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, a uh, a noodle pool selling business. What do you got? 
Oh, yeah, I've got it all, baby. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Scotty Beach. That's my name, and you'll find it there. Uh, Instagram, I'm Scotty Beach underscore GB for being a good brother with a big LG Doc Gallows. And then uh, that's the best way to find me. And then if you want to watch it, you can watch Championship Wrestling from Atlanta at 10 p.m. Saturday nights on Peachtree TV in Atlanta, Georgia. Or you can also find us on our YouTube channel, Championship Wrestling from Atlanta. And we upload our shows on the YouTube day later. And uh, if uh, and I want to keep you posted if we can get if we can get you out to North Dakota I don't know if you'd ever want to come out here but we'd love oh, to man, have I'd you love and to I see think that. I'd love to see it. Well, I'll tell you what uh, fan, uh, fans are going to be shocked to know that you actually gave me your phone number so if we can get you down here I'll uh, I'll you take care of the travel I'll take your hotel stuff I'll get, we'll get you in the ring and uh, you might even uh, be wanting to have the icon lead you down to the ring. Well, I'm pretty sure he's oh, already wow. accepted my challenge, so wow, I think that's I already pretty much in the clear. Challenge. I just need Granny Hopster to be my beach babe, and then I'm all set. I'll bring my. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you you always you 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 know the saying how Kitty's always got claws. Well, Granny clearly has way too much gum, so I mean you you can have her. I'll be stealing other man's wives. You can go have the gumster over there. But I'm she, okay with it. But she does have a cane, though. That ain't gonna do much. <laughs> Sorry, I've been hit with worse. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. Scotty Beach is our guest. Let's see how loaded it is. All right, Scotty, we do appreciate you joining us tonight. You've been awesome, and we want to thank you, and we'll definitely get you on again, and we'll <clears> definitely <throat> get you on here to North Dakota as well. Thanks, Sounds Scotty. great, my friends. Thank you very much. You have a good night, Granny Holster. You too. See you, Scotty, not so hotty. All right, Scotty <laughs> Beach, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, looks like our ne- our next couple of guests are waiting in the ring. Uh, we'll get to them here in just a little bit. Uh, but we got to first hear from our sponsor, one of the coolest guys ever to start a radio station independently. Here we go. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how. Our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost. And it's as little as $10 a month. And uh, we're going. We're continuing with our Legends show here, uh, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. I've been waiting for this one for a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the coolest author in the authors right now, John Cosper, and we have the hottest female wrestler from the WWE in the 80s. She is Princess Victoria. Good evening, everybody. This is uh, hey guys. Victoria. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live on 89.1 Kins FM with your host, the Icon, the Big Swing, and, of course, the Memphis Granny Hawkster. 
evening, gentlemen and ma'am. All right. Here's what we're going to do here. We're going to, we're going to, uh, we have, uh, we're going to go to the top of the hour with this and uh, we're going to have some fun with this. What we're going to do here is we will uh, interview uh, Princess Victoria um, for about uh, 20 minutes and everybody get any questions and we'll talk to John and we'll bring you guys both back and talk about uh, the book that you guys have uh, cohabitated together. So uh, first off, uh, Princess Victoria, uh, you, uh, uh, were a big splash in the World Wrestling Federation in 83 and 84, and uh, you uh, were a champion uh, in the WWE. But uh, kind of tell us a little bit about um, some of your trials and tribulations, if you would, of course, PG language, of course, uh, being in the WWE with Vince McMahon Jr. Well, I was never, I was never with the, with, the WWE. I was with the WWE. I started with Vince McMahon Sr. And in March of 84 is when Vinny bought the WWF, but they didn't change the name to the WWE till a few years later, I believe. Um, right. The trials and, trials and tribulations. No real trials. Tribulations. I enjoyed working for WWF. Um, they sent me everywhere. Uh, they sent me to Trinidad, Santo Domingo, Puerto Rico, uh, all over New York, all over Canada, all over the United States. I, I really enjoyed my time there. Uh, I, I was traveling with my favorite wrestler and the first wrestler I remember seeing, which was, of course, Jimmy Snuka. Wow. There was also go ahead. Uh, Princess Victoria is our guest. Forty-two minutes here. Uh, now, uh, people that uh, may not uh, remember uh, when you were in the WWF, you uh, you recently were part of a documentary, and I and I understand if you don't want to talk about this, but. Uh, the the dark side of the ring and uh you know you were trained by um uh well i don't know if you can say it trained or anything but uh uh the fabulous mula but when you uh when you were asked to be part of this particular show uh dark side of the ring uh when did uh when did they first contact you and ask about it and uh how long did you uh, how long did you film the segments and stuff before uh uh, and how much time passed before it was actually on television? Well, it wasn't very long before the, uh, the, the episode came out that I was contacted. It was actually very – they contacted me. I did a little investigation on, on the show, uh, not only Dark Side of the Ring, but the producer uh, liked what I saw called them back, told them, sure, I'll do it. Uh, they told me it was about the fabulous moolah. I said, well, you're in for a roller coaster ride there for me. Uh, I came to the house, and I've been a part of a few TV shows, a few podcasts. This was the most professional set of young men, three that I have ever seen. They came in with over 600 pounds of Production equipment, uh, my 
there was lighting out, there was lighting inside the house, there were speakers, you know, they just, they saturated the house with the speakers and all. <laughs> and they began to ask me questions. I think they got there at 10 o'clock in the morning. And it was supposed to be just a couple of hours. And before we knew it, it was 6 p.m. at night, and they'd been filming for well over eight hours. Uh, and I can't so, so they were... It, so they were filming for eight hours. Of course, they didn't use eight hours of footage. But uh, when you uh, when you were uh, being interviewed and they they talked to you for eight hours and you watched the show, did you like? Well, geez, they didn't even use any of the best stuff I said. Or uh, I wish they wouldn't have used that. Did that happen as you were watching it, or did you get to preview it before it was put on air? Uh, no, I didn't get to preview it, but if they asked me something that I didn't want to talk about, all I said was I didn't want to talk about it, and that was completely, you know, that hit the cutting room floor. Uh, as far as what they used, I I loved what they used, and they did not chop, chop and cut up uh, the interview. If they asked a question, my answer put up their full and there was no they, they asked it and they took you know piece stuff together to make it something that it wasn't what you saw is what it and I was very impressed with what, how how they did it and uh, we are we are going to talk and promote uh, promote your book uh, uh, John we I know John's waiting the wings uh, we're going to ask a few more questions and we'll uh, bring John on to talk about the books that he's done and then talk about uh, your book uh, uh, Princess Victoria a tale of tears triumphs and turnbuckles and uh, you know I don't know if you knew well I think you did know this when I was in elementary school I used to tell people that you were my aunt and uh, uh, you know because I, I loved you so much, and uh, kids always ask when, when my aunt was going to come pick me up from school. I said, well, she, she's too busy beating up guys and uh, gals in the ring, so she doesn't have time to come get me. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, uh, we're going to do a little roundtable here. Uh, we're going to have uh, Granny ask a couple questions. She's sitting on my left, and then we have Matthias on my right. And then we'll, we'll bring John on, and then we'll talk about his books, and we'll talk about uh, your books. So... Granny, what do you got for our guest, Princess Victoria, the coolest gal in the history of wrestling in the 80s? Well, hello, Princess Victoria. I do remember you quite well. I mean, I've been a wrestling fan for many, 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 many years, so I do remember you quite well. What was one Thank of you. your most you know, what was one of your most challenging matches you had and who was it against? Tell everyone this. But my most challenging matches were Velvet McIntyre, and that's the exact reason I made her my partner. I got tired of her whooping my tail over the place. <laughs> wow. Wow. And we actually, we were up for probably two, two and a half years before we became partners. And she is a very, was then and is my very talented wrestler and a very good friend of mine. Now, would you be able to hook us up with her? 
Velvet doesn't use Velvet hasn't done any podcast or any interviews. Velvet is just slightly on the deaf side. But we've been talking over the last couple of six months and uh that may change. Uh and if and if she does do it, yeah, I'll hook you up with her. In fact, uh right now we are discussing uh having eight by ten autographs of Velvet and I with belts with both Velvet's signature and my signature on a picture, which has not happened in over 40 years. Well, you know, I'll, I'll ask a little bit about that. Uh, I'd be I'd be willing to uh, pay for that. Uh, you know, but my birthday is coming up uh, here in a couple weeks. Uh, you know, uh-huh. um, I can't. I can't think of anything better that I'd like for my birthday than an autograph from Princess Victoria. Uh, but we have Princess Victoria as our guest here, and we have 35 minutes. Uh, we're going to hey, – uh, I got a treat for you, uh, Victoria. Uh, we have uh, an independent wrestler here with us. His name is Matthias, and uh, I know that he uh, he learned a lot from watching some of your matches too, so we're going to have him ask a few questions. What do you got, Matthias? Go ahead. Well, first thing is I want to say uh, thank you for coming on to the show. It's very it's very awesome talking to a fellow wrestler, as I am one as well. Uh, basically, my main question to you is: Have you been have you seen the current product that they've had with women's wrestling over the years? Have you been continuing watching that? And if so, could you label off a couple of uh, quick um, uh, differences between what it was like wrestling back then and what you see on current products? Well, um, I can tell you this. Uh, back in 1987-1988, I happened to watch a show that Vinny had done, and I quit watching wrestling because of what he had done and how he had basically discredited, discredited the women that were wrestling and turned it into a TNA show. Uh, Absolutely. And I quit, I quit watching wrestling most explicitly the WWE, for probably, I want to say, 25 years. And then I happened to catch, I happened to catch a, uh, I don't know how it happened, but ROH came up on my TV. And mm-hmm. it happened to be uh, Sammy, Sammy Sakai and Kelly Klein. Yeah. And... And it came up, they did, and I, my attention went, huh? That That's recognizable. That's yeah. actually women wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I started watching wrestling again, only once again, I do not watch the WWE. I have no want to. I have no need to. I Absolutely. Do watch ROI. I do go to independent shows. I do look at other women that that are not on the uh, ROH when they tell mm-hmm. me, look, I posted this wrestling match that I was in. Can you watch it and give me some critiques? And right now, the women in independent wrestling, they, they've come a long way from what Vinny took it down to at an all-time low. Uh, I agree. They know the difference between a headlock and a hammerlock. You know, you're not 
they're not in these skimpy little outfits. Of course, they're two piece. A lot of them were two piece outfits, but it's progressed to that point. Um, yeah. What I saw on the WWE was Gus. It was TNA. Everyone and flopping out all over the place. Uh, mm-hmm. What I see today are some very, very hardworking women. Malika, uh, Nyla Rose. Miles, and I know I'm forgetting 30 of you out. Forgive me, you know I'm old and not so good anymore. Uh, but what got me started was watching ROH and OH on ROH. Uh, it had several women that, like I said, yeah. I was very impressed with and would have gladly had as opponents or partners if I was still wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you there. From I actually got started res- watching wrestling. Uh, my family was a big fan of wrestling growing uh, growing up, and um, I actually ran across it when I was uh, probably 12 or 13. I saw it on TV, and I kind of saw what they were doing with the women, and then I went back and watched in the past and how they were doing, and then I watched the Dark Side of the Ring episode with Fabulous Moolah and stuff, and I kind of started getting into it. I'm very, I would say, proud of how they're uh, – engaging with the women doing wrestling now like for instance they had uh sasha banks and bianca belair headline wrestlemania as the main event like that hasn't happened ever whereas they had the triple threat between charlotte flair becky lynch and ronda rousey headline one big wrestlemania and that was like the big talking point so i say they went they went from i i have watched ronda rousey I have watched mm-hmm. her matches on YouTube, and I'm very impressed with the young lady. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree there. She she went from being in the UFC to there, and I think she did pretty well. Granted, I wasn't the biggest fan of how she got pushed because, you know, because of her name and stuff, but I do think her in-ring talent was, was pretty good, and the way she could, was able to work with Charlotte and Becky and become be at the top was uh, – was a pretty good uh, ordeal for her. Yeah, I, well, you got you got to understand too. If if Bobby uh, was a friend of mine, and if put a name on a wrestler, be she male, be they female or male, I uh, mm-hmm. they'd be something to watch because Roddy didn't just put his name on anybody. No, absolutely not. Uh, Princess Victoria is our guest here. Uh, we're going to bring on. Uh, well, we're we're gonna we're gonna bring on uh, the guy that can start his own book club with all his books, ladies and gentlemen. He is now walking down the aisle and stepping into the ring. He is the he is about to be the number one best-selling author in the history of Fargo, North Dakota, ladies and gentlemen. I give you John Cosper. Hey guys, uh, I apologize. I don't have the, uh, the the sign-on pulled up here, but uh, it, it's it's good to be on with you guys here. <laughs> Well, that's okay. So uh, now, John, you're uh, you're an author, as we talked about, and uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll bring Victoria back on in a little bit to talk about the book that you put together. But uh, before we do that, uh, I want to talk about uh, some of the books that you wrote, and then we'll talk about uh, Victoria's book. So now, you like to uh, you, you're obviously a wrestling fan, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, I've been for for uh, gosh, close to forty years now. Uh, dating myself, but yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, John Cusper, I guess you've got about 20 minutes. So how many different books have you wrote, John? Uh, I'm up over 20. I don't remember the exact number at the moment right now, but but it is, as far as wrestling books, it's up over 20. Uh, all told, including some of my fiction stuff, it's over 30. And uh, uh, I already talked to John about this. He's he's going to send us a few autographs uh, for giveaways here. So uh, do get your $10 donation into Ken's FM right now, and uh, you get qualified for that. So now with uh, with doing all these different biographies and meeting all the uh, different wrestlers, uh, and I'll understand if you don't want to answer this, but uh, besides Victoria, who was the, the, the coolest one to be with besides Victoria, and who was the most difficult to deal with? Or who have you tried to do a book with that won't do it with you? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've had a good time working with just about everybody I've worked with. Um, I got to work with Tracy's mothers on his autobiography before he passed, and uh, we would spend nights on the phone. He would go two hours when, when he was in the hospital hooked up doing chemo and, uh, and everything. And I mean, just an absolute warrior. Um, he, he was a delight to work with. I, I've worked with Madman Pondo. I actually worked getting ready to work on a second book. Um, he's become a good friend of mine, just one of the best storytellers in the business. Um, I can't really say that there's, that there's anybody that, that I haven't enjoyed dealing with or working with on their books. Um, as far as people who, you know, have, have wanted to, there, there's been a few that have said that they're not interested at this time or they had something else going. Um, nobody I want to mention in particular or anything like that, and, and certainly no hard feelings or anything. But, uh, you know, my job is, is you know, when, when somebody, you know, puts their faith in me, you know, I want to put out the best book they can, you know, the, the, I want to put out the book that they want to put out and, um, you know, that, that went for Victoria, that went for Pondo, for, for Tracy Smothers, and same goes for working with Johnny Ray on, on Chris Candido's book. Um, he was he was Chris's brother growing up, and, and uh, it was, it was you know, a great labor of love for him. And, and uh, with Karen McDaniel working on Wahoo's book, which we just got out, um, it, it was the same deal. It was something she'd wanted to do for a long time. And, you know, I, I tell people, you know, my, my clients are the wrestlers. My clients are their families, and, and I want to put out a book that's, that's going to make them proud. Now uh you uh you wrote a book and I've actually read this book um uh, and uh I'll I'll give you the context and you'll probably know exactly what I'm talking about uh but you uh you wrote a book that had to deal with the slap heard around the world um and uh could you tell us a little bit about that book Oh certainly yes yes that was Dr. D David Schultz uh, a lot of the, you know more recent fans may be like, who's that? Don't know who that guy is. Well, just just just, just Google Doctor D. John Stossel on YouTube. Uh, back in December of '84, John Stossel was doing an expose on the pro wrestling business, which is quite infamous. Uh, actually, gets mentioned in Wahoo's book, and I think one or two others that I've worked on as well. But uh, David was the one who, you know, they they basically set Stossel up, and Stossel said, I think it's fake, and, and David. You know, slapped him on one cheek, he stood up, he slapped him on the other. You can see Mr. Fuji and Iron Sheik in the background watching and laughing as John Stossel's running for his life back up the hallway. Uh, it did cost David his career with the WWF, which probably would have happened one way or another uh, before it was all over with. But, uh, yeah, he was actually the first, I guess, I guess the first name that I really worked with on an autobiography and um, and still a good friend of mine today. And, um, you know, it was it certainly had had a whole lot of stories to tell. And uh, that was also another episode of Dark Side of the Ring. So, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting how er- a lot of people that you do books on uh, become uh, uh, Dark Side of the Ring episodes. Uh, they should uh, uh, they should be giving you some kind of referral fee or, sh- uh, or something like that, shouldn't they? 
You know, I, I would be more than happy to work with them. Uh, if they, uh, I've actually uh, spoken with a few of them and helped them get in touch with it with a few folks. Um, and then there, there's certainly some stories to tell on some of the other books. I mean, I think the story of Chris Candido, you know, certainly deserves to be told in, in that format. And actually, I know there's a guy who have been working on a documentary before I even started on the book. And uh, once we got the book out, I think that kind of gave him the impetus to go back and and keep working on it, but um, no, no, I'd be happy. Excuse me, I'd be happy to work with them and, and, uh, and share some of these stories and, and help them with with anything else they've got going on. They, they do a wonderful job. And uh, anybody that uh, you know that uh, you might be able to hook us up with uh, to be on uh, our show here would be awesome. And uh, you know, I'll make it uh, worth your while. I'll send you a couple uh, autographs of the icon, and uh, you can put that up on your wall or your dartboard or whatever. <laughs> But anyway, uh, <laughs> I think he wants to put up an autograph like mine that actually would mean something. I, well, well, I'm well, sorry. Yeah, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. <laughs> we're we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, John Cosper is our guest here. We got about uh, well, we got about 15 minutes before we bring uh, the princess back on. But uh, we're going to do a roundtable here. We'll start with uh, Granny. What do you have for our guest, uh, Granny? Go ahead, John Cosper. Well, welcome to our show, sir. It's an honor to have you and Princess Victoria on both with us tonight. Um, you know, you mentioned Tracy Smothers, and, you know, I've been a wrestling fan for many years myself, and, you know, just because I have this name, Granny Holster, I mean, I'm not a wrestler, even though I like to interact with the wrestlers, and I have a lot of fun doing what I do when I go to the wrestling shows, but I try to make it fun for the fans, too, because, you know, I, I just enjoy doing what I do, but, um, what... I mean, I know you've worked with a lot of people, I'm sure, over the years, you know, and you said, you know, everybody that you've worked with, you know, has been really, really great. But, you know, Tracy Smothers, I mean, I just, you know, I always, I had the opportunity to get to meet him at a traditional championship wrestling show when we went to Nashville one time in 2013 when he was still wrestling, you know, before he, you know, got sick and everything, but I know he's very much missed today, you know. He was one of the best in the business. I mean, can you just share some interesting stories you had, you know, with Tracy? I mean. You know, there there are there are two guys I've worked with that have probably given more to the wrestling business than, than, you, than even the, the billionaires who put on the big promotions, you know, combined. And that's Madman Pondo and that's Tracy Smothers. Um, these guys give and they give, you know, they, they, they see young talents, they, they invest their, their hearts and their minds, their wisdom in them. Uh, they, they get back very, very little of what they invest in these people because oftentimes they, they move on and they, you know, to the greater things and they forget them. Uh, I would say more so with, that's happened more so with Pondo probably than Tracy, but, um, I mean, there are, you know, there, there's probably a hundred men and women out there, you know, in the independent scene. And, uh, you know, veterans of 20 years and, and, and then also people who have only been in it for a few years who may have met them just once or twice that would tell you they're, they're Tracy's mother's kids. So they, they called them pops. Um, you know, I was talking to, to Amazing Maria the other day, who's now the, 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 the women's booker at uh, OBW. And, I mean, you know, he, he just took her under his wing and uh, helped her to get bookings and stuff when she first started. Uh, Charlene McKenzie, who's, uh, you know, a referee at OBW, same, you know, kind of the same situation. You know, I mean, Tracy just, just took him on, under their wing, you know, and took him out and, 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 and you, know, made, you know, made sure they got on the road. 
Um, talked to Mr. Brickster, who uh, some folks may know from some TV shows he did way back in the day. Uh, but, I mean, he, you know, he and Tracy ran into each other at one show, and they exchanged numbers, and Tracy would text him and follow up with him, see how he was doing. He saw that uh, Brickster had been injured on an indie show, and he texted him, hey, keep your chin up, you know, keep, you know, keep eating this and keep doing these exercises. You'll get back in the ring and everything. Um, I mean, just, just an incredible, you know, I mean, just a giving heart and, and just a loving person. You know, anytime he and I were, were hanging out after after we got to know each other and working on his book, you know, he he would put me over to anybody and, and everybody who would listen. Hey, this guy, he writes books. You got you got to check his stuff out. You know, he did, did, you know does the best job. And um, I, I mean, Tracy just loved, loved wrestling. He loved people. Um, memory I have of him is you know Destination One Wrestling, which is a promotion in uh, New Albany, Indiana, which is I guess kind of my hometown here in Southern Indiana. But he would sit right behind the curtain throughout the entire show. He would watch everybody's match, uh, and anybody was willing to listen afterwards. You know, he'd give him critique and, and tell him what he thought. Um, and this was at a time, you know, Sarah Logan, who was on her way to, to WWE, was working as Crazy Mary, and he was he was kind of kind of talking in her ear. Uh, the Chris Brothers, who were both at Impact for a while, Alex Colon's gone on to become one of the best deathmatch wrestlers. Uh, Aaron Williams, probably one of the best unsigned guys out there, and everything. I mean, Tracy just, you know, anybody and everybody who was willing to listen, you know, Tracy was willing to share, and it was always positive, you know, positive feedback, and do a little bit more of this, do a little bit more of that, you know, and, and it wasn't done after the show. You know, again, he followed up with them on Facebook, kept in touch with them by text. Um, you know, he, he'd call and text me every couple of days just to say hi, see, see how I was doing, and, and just check in, and, I mean, just, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough about him, you know, and, and that's, that's anybody who got to know Tracy. It was just, just what a loving and, and generous spirit he had. That's awesome. John Cosper's our guest here. we got about 18 minutes. Now, uh, before uh, 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 we, we're going to come back to me, but uh, I know that uh, my co-host, Matthias, uh, he likes to read books when he's, uh, he's in the ring and uh, when he's uh, uh, on long road trips uh, hanging with uh, – uh, Scott Helmrast, uh, during the Invaders football games, he reads a lot of your books. But what do you got for our guests there? Go ahead, Matthias. Well, first off, uh, I want to thank you for coming on to the show. It's great to have you. Uh, one main question I have is would you ever want to do a book about me? Because, you know, I am one of the number one heels in North Dakota wrestling history, despite what Granny likes to say. You know, she can go to bed early. I mean, it's past her bedtime at the nursing home anyway. But they still let her up here to do the show. But anyway, one of my questions for you would be would for any. I live in my own Yes, of course. Home. Let's get let's get you your pills so you can go ninety night. The men are talking. Anyway, so yeah, what my question to you is with the hey, Granny, I got what, a cane here for you. Well, I'll be waiting to get I'll be waiting to hit you with it. Perfect. I'll okay, be okay, guys. I'll be this, is, this is getting out of hand in a hurry. We just got to go with the question. Right. Go ahead. Anyway, so uh, what would be one of the, um, if you could, out of anybody in the past or the future, uh, would there be any kind of uh, dream star you'd ever like to work with on a book, or is there any uh, moment in history of wrestling that you have yet to work on that you're aiming to work on in the future? Yeah, I used to be one of my dream projects, and it's been done. It's it's you know in documentary form and comic book form and everything. I'm a big Andy Kaufman fan, and the Lawler Andy Kaufman angle always fascinated me. But it's kind of been done. I'd say a guy who hasn't you know had a book done with him uh, that that I would love to work with. I think probably my number one would be Kevin Von Erich. 
Um, when I okay. was young growing up, and I discovered world class in the afternoons on ESPN. I mean, he he was my favorite of the Von Erichs, and, and, and world class is still one of my favorite promotions I ever watched back in the day. Um, you mm-hmm. know, there, there's a few other folks I'd love to work with. Ricky Morton's on my list. Uh, Vicky and I have talked about Leilani Kai. I'd, I'd certainly love to work with Leilani. I know she's got a lot of great stories. Um, I'm, I'm open to working working with anybody who's got a great story. And you know, the, the cool thing is at this point, you know, I can kind of pick and choose. I've got. You know, a, a number of folks that, that, that come to me on, on any certain occasions and everything, and I've, I've got a number of projects kind of lined up for, you know, a, a, as long as I want to keep writing, there's certainly topics out there. But, you know, if, if there was there was somebody I'd drop everything for, I'd say Kevin Von Eric. Okay. And then is there any uh, particular moment in history of wrestling that you'd like to uh, write a book about or work on a documentary about or anything like that you have yet to that you have yet to work on? Um, I, I know there's a particular moment. Like, like I said, I've, the, the Lawler Kaufman angle is, is one that's always fascinated me. Uh, one that I did get to write about was I, I did a biography on the Black Panther Jim Mitchell, who was the first uh, you know, African American superstar in pro wrestling. Uh, and there was mm-hmm. an incident I read about in a book called Whatever Happened to Gorgeous George, where he and Gorgeous George incited a riot at the Olympic Auditorium back in 1949. Uh, not only oh, did yeah, I get yeah. to write his biography and tell that story, I've got the letter from the Cal- – well, I've got the program from that week and from that particular show. I have the letter from the State Athletic Commission ordering Jim Mitchell to appear and answer to his part in inciting that riot. Uh, that's, that's part of my personal wow. collection. So that, that, that's a story that, that, is, that's awesome. um, that I chased and, and, and just w- was, was thrilled to get my hands on. And, um, another one I stumbled on, um, there's a lady named Elvira Snodgrass who always fascinated me. She was kind of the number two back in the 1940s. And literally at the 11th hour, finishing up her biography, which, which I published as well, uh, found out she was the last woman to actually pin Mildred Burke for the world, Women's World title in 1938 when she was wrestling under the name Betty Nichols. Uh, you know, three years before okay. she picked up the Elvira Snodgrass moniker. So uh, those are two I'm really proud that, 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 I, was able to, that I was able to cover and, and able to present those stories out there. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, John Cosper is our guest here. we got a, we got a few minutes here left. Uh, before we bring uh, Vicky back on, but uh, now, John, let me ask you this, and Matthias kind of stole my thunder, but let's say someone were to approach you and be willing to pay you to do a, a biography on them or a documentary, would you do that? Uh, again, it just, just kind of depends on, on what's going on and what my schedule looks like. Um, you know, I actually, a lot of the folks that I work with, you know, we, we, we kind of work on the project together, and then we end up splitting, you know, whatever it is we make. You know, pe- people have – there have been a couple of times when people have paid me up front, but, you know, I'm always, I'm always open to new, to new suggestions, to talking to new people. Um, there's a number of indie wrestlers that, that I'm hoping to work with here in the next few years, and there's, there's actually quite a few historical bios going back to the 40s and 50s that I'm, that I'm wanting to tell as well. And, uh, the, you know, the cool thing is uh, – now I, I know that Matthias talked about it, today, but I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what though: if anybody's got a good story to tell, uh, that would make a great book, at least a coffee table book or someone that can put their book under the table to uh, keep it level, my story would be an awesome uh, would be an awesome money maker for you. All right, baby. Let's, we, can, we can talk off air. Like I said, I've, I've got quite a few projects already lined up, but. Uh... Yeah, I mean, you, you never know. So, why, why, you, why you, you know, you did give me your phone number, so everybody's like, "Why did he do that?" <laughs> <laughs> no, not a problem. Uh, so, yeah, no, I guess, uh, like I said, yeah, I'm, I'm always open and looking for new things. So, 
All right. Well, like I say, I, I, I got I got a good story. I mean, you've you've heard you've heard of Rudy, you've heard of radio. Now it's time to hear about oh, the sorry. icon. That, that's that would be a great tagline. <laughs> uh, but that's anyway, uh, John Cosper is our guest here. We're going to bring uh, uh, Princess Victoria back on. We're going to talk about uh, the book that you guys uh, wrote together. And uh, first thing I want to ask is, uh, uh, John, when did you? Uh, uh, first hear about uh, Prince Victoria and reach out to her about writing a book. What was the thing that was most uh, appealing about her story? I'd known about Princess Victoria for quite a few years. I'd, I'd done some research and, and looking to possibly do a book about women's wrestling. And uh, Pat LaProd and Dan Murphy ended up beating me to the punch with their wonderful, wonderful book that I'll plug, Sisterhood of the Squared Circle, uh, which is an incredible comprehensive look at women's wrestling um, you know, from from start to you know beginning of time till till, till the, the you know date of publication. But uh, Vicky actually reached out to me on Facebook. Uh, she was wanting to tell her story, and, and uh, Scott Teal had, had told her to get in touch with me. And uh, you know, I like I said, I, I'd known about Victoria and, and had some magazines with her photos in them, and, and read some stories on her and everything. And uh, I, I was thrilled and happy to, to to get to know her and work with her. And uh, uh, the next question is uh, for Prince, uh, Prince Victoria. So did uh, did he come out uh, to the house there, uh, spend uh, about a month on your couch, and you, you made him breakfast and lunch and dinner? Kind of take us through that. Uh, well, I, I have cooked for a man since 2008. So, no, that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> no, actually what happened was I, I approached Scott Teal because I had been trying to get this book published. I'd been dealing with a gentleman, and in 18 months, the gentleman hadn't sent me anything to edit, and I just said, okay, time to, time to move on. And I called Scott, and Scott said he's booked for two years, and he gave me two names. It was John Cosper and another guy. So I hit them both up on Messenger, and I think a day or two later, John, that he called me, um, it was it was pretty quickly, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. It was very quick. Um, that was in October of 2020, and I ended up uh, sending John what I had been working on. I had started my my own story uh, previously, ten years previous to that, and I sent him 70 pages. Well, John called me. We did some on phone interviews. Somewhere an hour, two hours. I'm sure John's ears were bleeding by the time he got off the phone. Um, and then John took it upon himself to listen to every podcast I had ever done. And then he asked me, okay, who do you want me to contact? Who do you want to tell a, a, a princess story in your book? And I gave him several names. He, he contacted those people. He did the work. Um, anybody out there who wants their book written needs to contact John because from October 2020, the book came out March 2021. And I, I told John, I don't want this book to be 75% pictures and uh, places that wrestled, dates and places. I said, I want this to be a story about my life and things. You know, I want people to really to know know who I am, know what I've been through, you know, know 
how much I love wrestling. And that is exactly what John did. And he took my 70 pages and turned them into 240 pages. And I'll tell you what, he he took care of the distribution. He took care of the advertisement. You can't you can't work with anybody better than John Cosper, as far as I'm concerned. Now, uh, what what kind of what kind of touch on that a little bit? Uh, you know, so uh, now you said you you sent him seventy, and he turned it into a whole book. Uh, were you? Uh, did you uh, did uh, as he was writing it? Uh, did he like send you chapter by chapter, or uh, did you uh, did he do the finished product and then send it to you? And then you uh, you did some uh, red penning. Kind of take us through that. Well, I didn't do. He did send me you know sections here, sections there. He sent me the finished product, distributed. Uh, I didn't do any red penning. Uh, John had done exactly what I asked him to do, and I had no problem with the book whatsoever. I, and like I said, it couldn't have been easier. I, he couldn't have made it any easier on me. It, it just, he's, a, he's very professional. He's a good writer. And I don't know if I've ever told you this, John, but I so appreciate everything you've done for me. Thank you, Vicky. It's my pleasure. This is what I do, and I do it for you guys. And uh, the well, book, uh, the the book is called uh, Princess Victoria: uh, A Tale of Tears, Triumphs, and Turnbuckles. And uh, we uh, we'll, we'll talk about how they can get that uh, in a little bit. Uh, we have uh, Princess Victoria, and we have uh, John Cosper as our guest here. We got about uh, six minutes. So now, when you uh, when you uh, when you sent those seventy pages, did you just start writing stuff down, or did you go through like old diaries, or uh, or just everything was like in your memory that you just you had it in your your, your mind and then you just like put it down on paper? Well, uh, I like I said, I've been writing this book. I had a, a file on my computer, um, and actually, the seventy pages that I sent John were about my childhood and had absolutely nothing to do with wrestling, other than how. I first started watching wrestling and how I first got involved. Uh, John's the one who expanded on all of that. Uh, Velvet McIntyre, bless her heart, uh, she, she had kept a ledger of our first match. All our matches, who lost, who was on the card, she provided John with that. Um and like I said, John John did everything else. John John interviewed other wrestlers. Um, I t- I wrote down some stories for him and sent them to him where wrestling was concerned. Of, of course, you know my beginnings in wrestling in the Pacific Northwest with uh, Sandy Barr and Don Owens. Um, but John did so much work. I think John did more work on my book than I did on my book. <laughs> You know, and I, I'm kind of curious. You, you, lived, I mean, you, lived, you lived a life. You took the bumps, and, and that's something that, that, that I am just, just not ever going to do and don't plan on it. So, I mean, you know, it was it was just, just my job to take those stories and distill them and, and, and to put them in a book format and, and to, to be able to celebrate the, the career you had and, and also share just, just the incredible story of the life that you lived. You know, and Thank Victoria, you, I'm not saying this, and I'm not saying this because you're on, but uh, 
John, did you design the cover, or uh, uh, Victoria, did you design the cover? Who designed the cover? Uh, it's a guy named James Duncan. Who uh, He's actually one of the guys who runs a company called Paradigm Pro Wrestling. Uh, they do they they run out of Southern Indiana and, and they do a traditional pro wrestling brand and they also split. They're starting to do some shows under UWFI rules and uh, actually I was just talking to them the other day. They're planning to do a British Rounds show right here in Southern Indiana in a couple of months. Um, some really eclectic you know unique stuff coming out of Paradigm Pro Wrestling. But James is also a graphic designer and I've, I've used him on several projects now and he just gets better and better every time I throw one at him. Uh, he designed the Chris Candido book. He designed Victoria's book, and he designed Wahoo's that just came out, which is which looks absolutely gorgeous. But uh, Victoria's is one of my favorite book covers. It, it's absolutely absolutely gorgeous, and and uh, I, I can't put James over enough. He just does exceptional work. And if I'm looking at the the right James Duncan on uh, on Facebook, it looks like uh, Granny he has something in common with you. He's a Chiefs fan. It looks like. But that—that's, I guess, that's another story. But anyway, so what, as I'm looking at the as, as I'm looking at the cover, uh, did you, uh, Victoria, did you give him all the the pictures that the, they used, or did he uh, did he have to go through archives, or uh, where did the pictures come from? Yeah, I supplied uh, a lot of the pictures. Uh, he may have gone through the archive and found one or two, but I dug, I uh, opened up the old cedar chest and went to digging, and I. I thought I had lost a lot of my wrestling pictures, but come to find out in the bottom left-hand corner of that cedar chest, there was this album that I had completely forgot I had. And I took pictures of those and sent them to John, and John put them in the book. That, there's and, some great uh, photos in there, too, just some real fun stuff. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at this cover. It's like, uh, I'm looking at this cover, and it's like, that is the gal I fell in love with when I was a kid, watching uh, Princess Victoria and uh, telling everybody that you were my aunt when I was a uh, And to kind of elaborate on that a little bit, uh, in a way, you kind of do look like uh, my one aunt, uh, Pearl. And, uh, you know, it's like, uh, like well, heck, she looks like my aunt. I'll just tell everybody that Princess Victoria is my aunt, but... Uh, I'm just disappointed that you were never able to pick me up from school because you were too busy beating up guys in the ring. You should have called me up, Scott. I would have I showed up and picked you up from school in a heartbeat, and I just showed up in my wrestling gear. <laughs> see, now I wish I would have had you. Too, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, I, see, I wish I would have had your number back then. I mean, you know, back then, uh, you know, if you wanted to, uh, kids using the phone, what did you have to do? You had to stretch the cord all the way out to the kitchen for privacy. Now five-year-old kids have cell phones, so it, it's amazing how things have changed. Uh, we got uh, John Cosper and uh, Princess Victoria's our guest here. We only got a, uh, we got about sixty seconds here. So if uh, people want to check out the book, uh, where can they find it? I'll tell you, well, first you place can, to go is start go out with. Go no, ahead, go, John. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say first place well, to go is go to Facebook and. Uh, and hit Vicky up. Uh, she's you can you can buy a copy of her book. You can get an autographed photo, and you can even buy one of her um, you know handmade dream catchers. Uh, buy, buy it from her first if you can. Uh, I've got them available on my website along with all of my other books, which is eatsleepwrestle.com. And if Vicky sold out and I'm sold out, you can always find it on Amazon uh, for twenty bucks. As a matter of fact, and uh, Vicky, if our fans want to check you out, how do they find you? You got a Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok. What do you got? 
But I'm old school, so I've only got Facebook, and it's at uh, Vicki Otis, V-I-C-K-I Otis. And you'll know it's me. Just scroll down, and if you see wrestling pictures of Princess Victoria, hit me up with a friend request. If you want an autographed book, I will gladly uh, autograph it for you any way you want it. And like John said, I've got T-shirts. I've got 8x10s. I've got the book. I've got uh, the Legends wrestling card. I've got wrestling cards. And coming up, I have been talking to Velvet McIntyre, and like I said, for the first time in 40 years, Velvet and I are tag-teaming once again, and they're autographed pictures of Velvet and I with the championship belts signed and autographed by both Velvet McIntyre and I for the first time in 40 years. Those will and, be $75 uh, a piece. And uh, uh, hopefully, Vicki will be able to send us a, a few autographs for giveaways as well. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll pay whatever you got, and we'll just give it away. But uh, with the final 30 seconds of the show here, we want to thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you have been awesome. Uh, John will be back again. And, of course, this is uh, Vicky's third time here on the show, and uh, we'll probably have you back on again. Um, like most people don't, uh, you guys have both given me your personal phone numbers. Uh, John will uh, call you off air, and we'll talk about uh, maybe doing a book. Like I say, I'll pay you, and then when it makes a million dollars, then you can uh, give me the money, I'll pay you back. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that all later. Uh, we do appreciate you guys joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, guys. everybody. Thank you all Good for night. being fans. Good night, Thank Greg. you much for from me, Vicky. Good night. All right. Princess Victoria and John Cosper. Wow. And uh, wouldn't that be great if uh, we can get a book and then I'll dedicate it to Ken's FM, and then he could sell it on the air with his clock. So we'll talk about that later. But uh, we're, we're wrapping up here. Uh, we got a great uh, second show of the year. Uh, more to come. Uh, be checking out our Facebook page, Off the Rose, for who's coming. Uh, follow Matthias on his page. Uh, you'll ch- you can see it there. Follow Ken's FM page. Uh, follow us all. Do a ten dollar donation to Power of the Tower. And uh, until next week, everybody be nice to each other, love each other. Uh, we'll see you back here at the same time next week. It is Attitude Air Live on Ken's FM eighty nine point one FM. You think you know me?
Friday night at 8 p.m. and join me, Joel Tenary Night, as my music from outer space gets intercepted by your eardrums. We've got rock. We've got electronic. We've got old novelty records. We've got pizza. Okay, that technology is still being worked on, so until we can perfect the transmission of a pizza directly to your mouth, for now we can have an hour-long buffet of rock and roll every Friday night. That's Rock and Roll Space Station, Fridays at 8 p.m., right here on the best station in all the galaxy, and Fargo, of course, Ken's FM.